What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. <laughs> Chelsea, we're a boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking real cool in that hat. Yeah, I love dairy. <laughs> yeah. So do you. You heart, heart dairy, too. I heart dairy a lot. We you really heart dairy, heart dairy so much. on this episode because we're going to review it chapter two. Yes. Now, we are actually recording this in the past, yeah. like further in the past than usual because uh, we have had the privilege of seeing this movie ahead of time. I mean, so today, what's the date today? The 30th Okay, of today's August, August 30th. I saw this movie, when was it? Like a week ago. And yeah, it might have been even over a week ago. Yeah. At a press a screening. Cool thing with uh, Warner it Brothers. It was all, yeah. And then I saw it a second time at the premiere. Yes. Which was super cool in Westwood. Uh, you were unfortunately unable to make that. I needed to edit the podcast. She prioritized Here's the thing is editing the I, podcast. I pushed the podcast for like a couple weeks in a row because I was busy and wouldn't you know it, I was still busy. But I, I just, just, I was like, no, I, I'm not going to push that one another time. It was a very rough decision. It for sucked. Her. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, <laughs> we Anna, deliberated for a bit. Our buddy Anna Brizzy Voices came with me in your stead. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was great. And then, yeah, you missed the after party. I know. Where I got to talk to some some of the actors. Who'd you, who'd you talk to? Talk to Isaiah, who plays That's adult so cool. Mike, who's the fucking coolest. <gasps> Talk to the uh, the guy who plays Belch, uh, Jake. He's yeah. a very cool guy. Big fan of the channel. Yeah, what up? So yeah, if you're watching, Jake, <laughs> thanks, man. Jake like was my. Uh, <laughs> he was he, your in kind of. He really was. He he was like my my um, chaperone. Mm -hmm. He would be like, oh, here's Owen Teague who played uh, yes, Patrick Hockstad, yeah. and and uh, yeah, it was great. That's so cool. I I guess Nick. Uh, Nicholas Hamilton is a fan of Dead. Oh, Feet we've also. run into him a number of times. Yeah, we've now, run into him at like who plays Henry Bowers, a few young different Henry things. Bowers. But I love that the bullies all watch Dead Meat, yeah, and we should—they cool. should be our security detail at live events. And also, uh, <laughs> here's one of my favorite things. Okay, I sit down for the screening for this premiere, and we're getting ready to start. And then I hear a kid sitting behind me, and I turn around. It's the fucking skateboard kid from this movie. Oh, skateboard kid. Which, uh, I mean, this in, this review is coming out after the movie has been released. Yes. So assuming you've seen this, you know who I'm talking about, skateboard kid, who's hilarious in he's that movie. He's so funny. And he's, like, sitting down in his seat, and I turn around, I'm like, hey, dude, you were really great in, that, in this movie that we're about to watch. And he looks at me, and his eyes get wide, and he's like, Dead meat? <laughs> so good. Well, yes. he's what, like nine or he, something? He looks about nine or ten. Uh, he that tracks. Dude, he partied hard at that, <laughs> at that after party. He was there when I left at like 1.30. That's amazing. Doing the karaoke. He was singing Bohemian Rhapsody. I got a picture with him right before I left, and I'll wait to post until after the movie comes out because people don't know that character yet. Yeah. But he was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was That's great. That's so cool. It was really uh, cool. Yes. I had a great experience. I wish you had been there. But. I wish I was there too. Hopefully, uh, bullies from it, if you're listening to this, <laughs> let's all hang out. Yeah, as long as you don't uh, throw rocks at us. Yeah, as long as you don't like fucking 
carve <laughs> words into our stomachs. Man, yeah. Those are fucked up characters. I love it. Yeah. So you've seen this movie once. Yes. I've seen yes, this yes, movie yes, twice. Yes, yes. Neither of those screenings w- did we have the capability of bringing in a notebook to yeah, take notes. Yeah, that's the thing with um, literally, I mean, the first screening we did, we got like the we got the wands. It was, oh, yeah. it was very it was serious. We had all our bags searched and mm-hmm. shit. And I just thought, I don't want to, even if we're maybe allowed to take, I just don't want to deal with. Yeah, that maybe being a problem because mm-hmm. they, they the whole time too there were there were security guards standing watching us watch the movie. It yeah. was intense. It um, was pretty intense. And then so. yeah, at the premiere, I knew I had a thing after. I don't want to be carrying around a notebook. Yeah, so yeah. I yeah. just uh, before we started write, uh, film recording, I wrote down from memory the plot points of this movie. I think I got it because yes, this is a long movie. It's two hours and forty five minutes. It's but long. really. I've seen it twice now. It doesn't feel that long to mm, me. Mm-hmm. I think it moves at a, I mean, the beginning we'll talk about moves Move, at maybe yeah. a bit too fast. It's a little too brisk, I think. But, but the thing is that you, with this movie, you have six central characters, and there are at least two sequences in this movie where each of them has to do something. Yes. And so that's why it's long. You have to watch six different people go through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it, I don't think it feels that long because you're just like, oh, then what's the next character going to do? Right. And that's the setup of the book as well. So I've read, I I at least have the privilege of I read the book. So that's mm-hmm. what I can offer yeah. alongside of your you've seen it twice thing. Mm-hmm. By the way, it is crazy to think of where we were when we reviewed this the first it movie on dead meat i had people tweet at me saying oh i'm excited to see you guys review this because you reviewed that first one together didn't we do it when the computer was in the other literally on our like shitty webcam and i had long hair and it's just thinking of like where we were then and where we are now it's crazy so i think that this is kind of like a little moment for for sure because that that movie came out uh, in Oct- uh, September of 2017 mm-hmm. and Dead Meat started in April of 2017. Mm-hmm. So just later that first year and it, you know, it heralded a big boom in the genre. It, yeah. That, that was, was very fortunate for us. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, uh, I'm sure you can drop in a quick video clip of what we looked like in reviewing that first movie and now we have better cameras, fucking better cameras going to premieres. Warner Brothers sending us so much stuff. I like, know. We got, it's so sweet of it, them. Yeah. Like, history of old dairy book. And there's like a library card that has uh, we each have one. It, you yeah. have one. And our names after Mike Hamlin. And then like the tokens. Oh, yeah. Are all we'll, in it's here. cool because we can go through the tokens in the box yeah. as we go through those parts in the movie. Oh, my God. So I have some like visual aid. Yeah. Warner Brothers has been very kind to us. So yes. Thank, thank you. you, Sarah Beth. And uh, I guess I'll always there. preface like, you know, we we're always going to be honest about how we feel about a movie, Um, you know, but it it is like human nature too. you go to a fun event and we get to do stuff that's going to color your perception of whatever it is that you're you're watching. So it's. You know, because, yeah, people got on us about liking the nun. I understand that people who saw the nun later maybe didn't like it as much. But we watched that in an abandoned monastery in Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we had a good time. Exactly. So that's what I'll say right (laughs) off the bat. Um, So it chapter two long awaited movie. Huge. I'm curious to see how it'll do at the box office. I think it's going to some whisperings of it maybe being the first uh, billion dollar R-rated movie 
We'll see. We'll that's see. A high, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to make, but fingers crossed. How many movies have made a billion dollars? Uh, I think both Jurassic Worlds, the big ones. The big, The okay. big Marvel movies, that the would big be Disney movies. something if this one did. Because I'm thinking back to, it is crazy now to imagine a world before <laughs> that first one came out where this was not everywhere. And people, you know, it, it is crazy, you know, getting excited for that first one to come out and... It was, I don't know, it's just, it didn't have the feeling of like, this is going to be a huge I don't know, movie. that trailer set records. That's true, that trailer yeah. did set records, you're right. Mm-hmm. So crazy, I think, yeah. I don't even know why. I guess uh, I guess Tim Curry, Pennywise, has always stuck around kind of in the back of people's heads. I think people just were curious. Yeah. Like, what are we? But now Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, is a fucking icon yeah in the two years since that first movie came out he is everywhere which is partially i think why this one doesn't feel as scary to me i agree because pennywise is so much more familiar now i agree i think that is a big issue (laughs) this one is just because that first movie was so big and because that this new pennywise is so iconic just instantly iconic um it's a good problem to have i guess like you're so familiar with him at this point, whereas going into that first movie, all we had was the bits of him you see in the trailer, maybe some, you know, the art the artwork they released of, here's our reveal of Pennywise, which is all I had when I made my cosplay, mm-hmm. by the way. And then I saw the movie and noticed all the beautiful details on the back of the costume <laughs> I couldn't use. Um, but it's... We're like so familiar with him now, and he's so everywhere. I mean, he is in a relationship with the Baba Duke. Like you know, people ship it. It's like he's just a thing. So when you see him in the second one, like it, oh, it's Pennywise. Like yeah, we all know Pennywise. Friend, Pennywise. He, he's yeah. everywhere, and it's not quite as he's not as as much of a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know? And and on this note, actually, I think we should do what we normally do and give a spoiler free part of the uh, review because mm-hmm. I think we haven't been spoilerific yet. We, uh, can't, we couldn't be. Oh, I mean, it was just like in general. No, yeah, in this video. Oh, in this video, yeah. Ten I, we in general, so we couldn't be. Yeah. Also, but yeah. So, so first point that we said we don't feel as though it's as scary as no. the first one. I do think it's funnier. This movie's mm. fucking hilarious. This movie's very funny. It's very funny, and uh, I think a large part of that is due to the adult cast being very talented, funny actors. In particular, you will hear this all over the oh, place. Yeah. Bill Hader is fucking standout in yeah. this movie. And also James Ransone, and the two of them have a <sighs> tight relationship because it's Richie and Eddie, who even as children are sparring back and forth. Oh, my God. It is the adult casting in this is insanely good. That's another phenomenal point. Yeah. Uh, is everyone is doing such Everyone's a great job? Killing. Like, like all the the actors in this are good. Like everyone is solid. It's fascinating that they were able to cast people who realistically look like grown versions of the children actors, and then those actors, the adult actors they cast are also very talented, not only at portraying the characters, but portraying the characters as developed by those kid actors. Mm -hmm. There are many moments, especially watching it the second time, where I'm like, dude, they studied how those kids played those characters in that first movie and adapted little ticks and everything. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I I think James Ransone looks exactly like Jack uh, Glazier. Yeah. 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 They look like he looks 
Yeah. Like, like everyone of, looks like it, but they look exactly. I think they're the one that casting that really. And also, I think it's weird. At first, I was like, oh, James Mack, like interesting. But seeing him playing Bill, maybe it's just because he's so good at the mannerisms and the little ticks and stuff. But to me, he looks so much like, oh, that's that kid grown up. Yeah. And I think they really lean into it with uh, uh, with Eddie in that pharmacy scene when they have they do a dissolve <laughs> of their faces dissolving to one another because yeah. they do a lot of match cuts with the characters yeah. from young to old, but like a dissolve where it's like, oh, we just watch that character age in mm-hmm. real time. It's great. Yeah, but um, I guess like more spoiler free. I I think it's it's a lot of plot to cram into a movie. Mm-hmm. I think I almost would have loved to have seen this be three movies you do then lose the kind of I like the appeal of okay we have one movie that's focused on the kids and one that's focused on the adults and that like symmetry but there's so much shit going on I don't know yeah I'd say the first half hour of this movie is super fast yeah I think the first the first act of this one's the weakest yeah and, and I it think just gets that, better which off it's like a weird that never happens yeah Usually what a, we say is the ending is the letdown yeah but this the beginning is just rushed i don't think they establish some things as well as they could have yeah. we'll discuss that more in the spoiler mm-hmm. part and also uh the very first scene is mm-hmm. is difficult to watch it's a lot um without kind you know without giving away exactly what happens if you've read the book, you know what this is. It opens the first, it opens the book. Okay. Um, it is purposely very disturbing and kind of sets a tone for what the story is and it, what we're dealing with, but it's a lot. And I think I am already predicting now, recording this in the past, <laughs> people are going to be talking about this scene, I think. Yeah, because even at the premiere... I just felt everyone uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You know? And this was a thing where I told you this happened. Uh, before the movie began, the director, Andy Muschietti, and the cast were up front. They said some words. And then they went back to their seats. And Bill Hader's walking down the aisle that I'm sitting by. And he's like, you all have to like this because we're here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. But, yeah, even d- during that scene with that audience, with the people who made it, it felt like people were like. That opening scene and a scene like soon after it's pretty soon after it's we're, we're front loading this thing with like uncomfortable things because yeah. the first one has a hate crime and the the second one we're talking about is domestic abuse domestic violence and, and it's, it's, they're both graphic it's and very hard yeah so there's that as much as we can talk about it without you know giving specifics away just be aware that that's stuff <laughs> that's going on in this and I, I already have a feeling that by the time this moved like that's gonna be discourse on the twitter and yeah we can else. discuss that uh yeah, yeah. Our we'll, thoughts we'll, on it more. we'll, talk, we'll yeah. talk about it yeah um and uh, i guess anything else uh there oh yeah it had some native mysticism yeah there's yeah there's some of that there i mean that's in the book too it's oh yeah it's, well, it's different king stephen king is yeah stephen king does that and um i don't feel qualified to say whether or not it's handled well yeah i don't either so i'll just leave it at that it is present in this movie yeah it's yeah um but other i mean i think flaws aside and and the fact that i don't i don't think it's as good of a film as the first one because the first one's so standalone okay yeah um this one though just like the emotional payoff of everything (sighs) is so good and so well done and to me is really in the spirit of the book that 
that to me is what really matters and that's why I'm generally really favorable like I, I view this movie favorably and I like it yeah the important things it gets right and it does them so well and uh, I cried multiple times near the end yeah just face oh wet. yeah you're gonna cry yeah just bring just tissues. fucking bawling yeah and I love it when a movie can make me do that mm-hmm. yeah so I would highly recommend you see it yeah let's see it in theaters let's get Let's get a horror movie past that big old billion mark. Fuck Holy it. Holy shit. Let's do it. If we're doing if we're, if other movies are getting that big, let's have a horror movie do <laughs> right, it. If we're at that point. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Uh but yeah, go see it. If you if you like the first one, you should like this. I don't think anyone who saw the first one and loved it is gonna see this and be pissed off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think I saw some reviews where people were some people said they were disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But- well, like what like I said. Uh, we're just being as honest as we can. Mm-hmm. I think I even maybe liked it a little more than you. I think you might have, which I'm surprised. Yeah, because like, and I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. And we'll discuss it, but like, yeah, watching it a second time, I was very happy to be watching I it. Wanna, I would watch it a third time. I do want to see it a second time. Yeah. Very badly. All right, let's do spoilers. Yeah. Let's go through. Uh, so yeah, if you it. haven't seen it and you're worried about getting spoiled, stop listening, come back later after you've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that opening scene opens in present day which i think is a complication uh at the canal days festival in Derry, where a gay couple is attacked beaten savagely like i mean we're talking like they are it's violent um like it's a lot punches to the face and kicks to the face it's yeah it's a kid is doing it to him too, which also makes it like feel worse that yeah. this kid is. This is a drawn out scene. It's brutal here. It's brutal in the book. It sucks. Um, but it does, you know, it, it's the purpose it's serving in the book and here is to kind of set up. This is the this is the horror of a small town, and not that this is unique to small towns we can find hatred everywhere but it's you know or that all small towns do it exactly or that this is the kind of stuff that you know behind the veneer of like oh it's the dairy days carnival and it's all fun and but dairy has has secrets and dairy has a dark side and the fact that we're opening up this story with that is Stephen king's telling you right away like this is the kind of shit this town is hiding and it has you know the potential for the evil that dairy has the potential for and the evil that Pennywise feeds off of. I think it, you know, a scene like this where Pennywise, the guy who like, he falls into the river and he thinks someone's there to maybe save him. Cause he sees fucking Pennywise. That's, that's the last person you want to see. You're, about, you're drowning and you're like, like, Oh, oh wow. There's someone there to help me. But it's fucking Pennywise. That sucks. But Pennywise is feeding off the fear of this guy who's, you know, it, it's so dark. Yeah. I have uh, three thoughts about this scene. One is that it does tie into what you said is subtext in the book, but made overt yes, in this we movie. Get subtext made text here. Although which... I think in the book, maybe I haven't read it, but in the miniseries, it kind of feels like Eddie is a coded gay character or a possibly closeted I, gay character. It's been a, it, it, this is such a downside to, so like when we recorded our part one review, I just finished the book and yeah. now I'm like a few years out, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It is Eddie who we get kind of in his head and it's from his POV. And he, he definitely has feelings for, for Richie and there's, there's something there. It's, it's, I would say, yeah, subtext, but 
here we get some of that made text. Yeah, with Richie yes. being uh, revealed to be, I guess, closeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's dropped throughout a bunch of the movie. I think first in the uh, reunion at the the Jade of the Orient Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. where they're like, Richie didn't get married. And mm-hmm. it's played off as a joke, but they're yeah, it's like, oh, Richie never got married. And then... Um, when he's going around and trying to collect his token, you get the flashback where he's at the arcade and he wants the one kid to like stay with him. And like, that could be not gay at all, even though it's turned like uh, Henry walks up and insinuates is gay. But then right after that, you have Pennywise, uh, tormenting Richie and saying, I know your secret. And then the mascot in the background is waving. What a weird scene. I love it. It's like fucking, pyramid upside down pyramid of balloons yeah. as he's floating down and like walking towards it's him great. it's visually and awesome yeah so like you know the opening sets up pennywise for if that makes sense later that pennywise knows this is something to use against someone it like really makes him that much more sinister the yeah. fact that he's like aware of that kind of prejudice and is able to use it against people is fucked but then there is as much as i i, I think that scene serves a narrative purpose. There is the fact that it's really hard to watch and a little gratuitous in the violence. I think a little, yeah, I I think um, it's going to be too much for many people. I will Um, say that it's good that you get a feel for those characters as people before it happens. You do. Yeah. It's, you really like them because he, he wins the the prize and then he gives it to Vicky, who is Little another girl, yeah. a tragic character. Yeah. And, you know, they love each other. They're, they want to get out of there. Like, it's I really, really like those characters in the short amount of time that we get with them before it happens. I also thought it was funny that he insults one of them by saying, like, Meg Ryan wants her wake back or something. And then later in the movie theater, I think there's a. You've got mail poster. There is. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, that's funny. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, we obviously talked a lot about this opening scene. It's a hell of a way to open a movie. And like you said, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion about it. Uh, I hope that people who see it uh, can, I don't want to say get past it, but like experience the rest of the movie on its own merits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without just thinking about that the whole time because i i could i could easily see a situation where you know because that scene and that struggle that's for is not my life experience therefore Mm. it does not affect me the way it might affect someone else watching them but i could easily see a situation where someone like watches that opening scene and that's all they can think about the rest of the movie because it's so graphic and yeah yeah and i guess i take back saying i hope that they can experience their you know Every, any, everyone's experience is valid and their own so right. uh yeah. yeah i don't know a very intense way to open the the movie thankfully it's not like that the whole time yeah. uh th- the death of that man thrown into the river and then eaten on the side by pennywise uh uh-huh, that spurs mike to realize who has stayed in dairy this whole yes. time mike hamlin now crucial by... to realize mike has been in dairy this whole time yes i love that mike's role is much bigger in this movie there are still a few times where I feel like he's left out, but uh, he's played so he's well so by I, by uh, Old Spice guy, Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah Washington is so good in this. And I, I tweeted about this already, but I'm so... I'll be really sad if he gets kind of overlooked in the conversation about this movie, which I could see. I could see happening, um, not because he's not great. I think he's one of the best parts 
of this movie, but it's just his role is very grounded and it has to be. Um, he is a lot more low key than someone like Richie. You know, he's he's not the big um, like he's not the big like kind of flashy role, like the kind of look at me character because again Richie or I, they're always the center of attention because they crave attention you know yeah, yeah. whereas Mike is very reserved and but he is such like he really grounds this group as adults and he 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 balances so well like what makes Mike really interesting because you really buy at first you know Mike you instantly trust him he's really smart and over the course of the movie, that kind of veneer chips away and you realize how affected he has been by staying in Derry for 27 years and by just it's this research has clearly taken over his life and you realize the extent to which he's manipulated his friends to get them to all come back here. And that almost like betrayal, not betrayal, but just they all realize they've kind of been used or lied to. Lied to, yeah, he outright he lies, lies to, to them, them about, yeah. you know, and 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 he plays that so well. This like simultaneously really stable seeming dude versus someone who's like falling apart inside and is really desperate. Yeah, he's playing a guy who's putting up a front, and it, it plays he's it very great. well. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of vulnerability. He's really, really there. good. So I just want to like give his performance some attention i just worry it'll get lost because it's so you know yeah he's the glue that is holding it together and often those roles don't get the attention they should yeah but he begins to call the other losers mm-hmm. and tell them it's time to come home we made a promise uh to each other that if this thing comes back looks like it has mm-hmm. gotta come back and fight it so this is when he starts calling everyone and we get a just rapid fire reintroduction to the characters here's one thing that i feel they need to do better or should have done better anyway is uh establish how they all forgot yes that they're even from dairy yeah the, the fact that they're all weirdly successful is the thing oh, in the yeah, book that doesn't even that get doesn't touched on mm-hmm. in this movie because at least they do mention with bev she's like i don't even really remember it like i feel like they could have clarified it a little more yeah the thing is so the thing is is in the book and in the movie i just think they don't do a great job of establishing it again because this they have to do so much in mm-hmm. this one and this is what we're talking about with this first half is it's like a lot of stuff and it's fast uh they all except for mike because he stays in dairy they all forget when they leave dairy they don't remember pennywise they, forget they don't everything. remember each other mm-hmm. they forget all of it and it's not just because they were kids and it's like no they this is like magic like they literally it's like some supernatural yeah. Bill something Hader says outside the restaurant i only remember that i grew up in dairy a few hours ago like they yeah. forgot where they yes. literally where they came it, from it is like something made them forget this yeah. is like some it's supernatural it's weird like it's not just people forgetting because they're getting older like no no no. their parts of their brains have been like erased and, and they don't remember and they do i i think eventually it does get that point across especially at the end because you have uh bill asking mike why aren't we forgetting like last time right but i think it needs to have been established better up top mm-hmm. uh and yeah like you said they are all unusually successful mm-hmm. and i think there is one line of dialogue in the miniseries that addresses that like how do you guys think that happened no acknowledgement of that in this so it's a little weird and i could see someone watching this and being like 
You're telling me all six of these people went off and been yeah. It's like and it that's is a not, supernatural them being thing. like really successful isn't like out and out explained in the book. Not no. that I remember, but I always kind of interpret it as like it's another way to keep them away from dairy. The fact oh, okay. that they're all successful, like don't give them a reason to come back. Exactly, yeah. like don't get you know it doesn't want a reason for them to come back. And I don't know if he had a hand in making this, but like it's something. It's the universe. Doing so it. that weird. that's another actually point of confusion I have. Does Pennywise slash it slash whatever want them to come back? Because he's writing on under the bridge, come home. Um, it's a little confusing that's a, to me. I can't see in this. I just I haven't read the book in so long now right. i forget what his we shouldn't have I think to rely might, on your book i think he you know? is taunting is he taunting mike maybe i'm not mike sure. is the one who sees although it. i don't know yeah i think he no i think the thing is is like he maybe does want them to come back because he, yeah he's it, it like drives him so crazy that these kids bested him i think yeah. so I, maybe it's the yeah. opposing force that has uh, influenced their success something the yeah turtle or whatever which is again only hinted at in this movie oh, yeah, just we'll with some shots turtle. of turtles um yeah i don't know the, the success thing is like very weird and like but you know yeah it's, it's all very unnatural i wish it was explained a little bit more yeah, so everyone has a strong reaction uh, to Mike calling them and telling them to come home. Eddie gets in a car accident. Eddie has married his mother, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. even says, I love you, Mom. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill is a writer on a this movie. This is so great. His wife, played by Jess Wexler from Teeth, is a very tiny role compared to the book and the miniseries, yes. wherein she was played by... Uh, uh, oh, um, Olivia Hussey. I was going to say like Julia and she's always Juliet to me. <laughs> uh, she's always nurse, <laughs> nurse from ice cream man to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, she only has the one scene in this movie, which yeah. is a little disappointing, but it makes sense it with makes... how they streamlined it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you said Bev's husband also follows them to dairy yes, in the book, he does. which doesn't happen in the miniseries. Mm -mm. Uh, I'm fine with those two characters being left behind. Yeah. I, I did love, um, when we see his wife because the whole thing is so kind of like eddie married his mom um bill marries bev <laughs> like yeah, essentially i still think they should have had amy adams in the role i know really been funny, drive yeah. that home um but i i do love that even though that's not really a big part of this movie it does we do get like a visual cue to kind of make you if you catch it you really see that oh wow he did he he married bev because this he, his wife is an actress and she's acting in this movie uh that he wrote the book that this is like based on the director is peter Bogdanovich. um <laughs> but uh she is literally dressed like bev and is covered in blood yeah like and the bathroom scene in the first she one. look yeah i mean she she's dressed up like bev yeah the first movie and it's we nice even i think the first kid we see is bev she's like floating that's like the one of the first shots we see in the second oh, yeah. one it and i think it is like that. kind of a so you kind of remember exactly what she looks like and then we see his wife and it's mm -hmm. like they look the fucking same so yeah. you at least you know there's a hint to that plot in the book that is for this is not there and that scene also begins the running joke of bill can't write endings yeah. which is a nod towards stephen king uh often criticized for his, his endings, endings which doesn't mean his books are any less enjoyable to read they're still great this, but this it is a book that is 
criticized for its ending. My favorite thing is that this is a fucking runner of a joke. Everyone keeps making fun of Bill for not being able to write endings. And you begin to think, maybe in the back of your head, Stephen King okay with everyone shitting on him? Then the Stephen King cameo happens, yeah, which is excellent. And Bill is the Stephen King stand-in. He's a writer, so he's oh, the yeah. Stephen it's, King character in this. He's like one of the most obvious author stand-ins. And it's I, great. I think it's actually the last time that a crack about writing endings is made is uh, Stephen King himself playing the bike shop owner or the pawn shop owner being like, can't write endings. Yeah. Like, he says it himself. It's, it's like, oh, King's it's in good. on it. Stephen King... <laughs> at this age he is now in in this role has like fucking walter frey energy oh my god do you know what i mean you can afford it (laughs) yeah you're you're rich you can afford like he just has like yeah he is like walter frey i can't think of how else to describe him just like crotchety old man i love it it's great it was an awesome cameo and uh very unexpected i didn't know ahead of time that he was gonna have a cameo yeah it's like an extended scene that yeah i i was i was laughing though like his cameo of course we saw it at a press screening so it's like all these fucking press people like oh steven (laughs) but my favorite is the peter bogdanovich cameo was all these like I'm assuming film journalists like oh we're all gonna like <laughs> just to, like we all know who this is. What is he directed? Um 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 the last picture show. Oh okay, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah. But it was just funny like like oh yeah we all I know who this is. We I, all know. I who didn't. This. We're but film I'm glad people. You did. You're smart. <laughs> uh yeah. Richie is a comedian. Uh he has a funny like walking through the backstage scene where he's like, I need, I need vodka or no, I need a rum. And then they give it to him. That was fast. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. He goes out and kind of bombs. Cause he's so confused. Mm-hmm. There's, I forget. I'm wh- glad he's a stand up in this one. It's so funny. Oh, like yeah. seeing in each iteration of it, <laughs> how that character has to have a different job. What is he in the book? He's a, he's like a shock job. Like he's a radio DJ. And then in the miniseries, he's like a late, he's a late night, night comedian. Host, yep. Uh, and then in this, he's like he's, Comedy Central presents yeah, he is. or like Netflix special. He's like, um, yeah, like Louis C.K. kind of like, yeah. I'm a depressed guy, comedian. Oh, yeah, Masturbator's Anonymous. I guess it really is Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I, think, yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's his one joke that he we He literally get, does make that, that joke. masturbation joke. Ooh, that's funny. Uh, Bev is a clothes designer with a closet full of shoes. Uh, nice she closet. almost has as many shoes as we do. <laughs> you have that's, that's you that's a you problem Stitch fix keep sending them and i keep liking them i'm sorry yeah but bev that's the scene with the domestic abuse yeah God, he like punches here's her the, the thing face. with this is i was like as the scene was happening i'm like this is really fucking graphic but if it pays off later i'll be okay with it but i don't think it does you don't think it does no because we have that whole plot taken out. Yeah. Her abusive husband. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not really sure why we needed it. If we're not going to use him at all, true. because he represents um, like her father. He represents. Yeah. He represents her father. He represents her like him, him juxtaposed with Ben, especially like her letting herself love someone who doesn't hurt her and her realizing that, it's like the first healthy relationship she's ever had is with Ben and that juxtaposition between yeah, Ben and the husband is really powerful and she, yeah, gets to be with someone who would never hurt her. And, um, but it's cause yeah, he, in the, in the book, he's the one who kidnaps, um, 
Aubrey. Yes, Audrey, the I what, yeah. Think, yeah, Bill's wife. Yeah, and I'm trying oh. to kind of remember. There's no don't you want it scene? No, <laughs> there's not. It's, I, I'm like trying, it's it's also vague. Like, I don't really remember now, but he he is a character. Like, he follow. He goes to Derry. And, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a thing. Um, yeah, uh, they do a crazy transition. Uh, she's walking out down the street to like leave to go back to Derry, and it, I think it goes up into the stars. Oh, this was cool. And then it zooms in, and it's a puzzle piece that uh, like adult this. Stan is putting in, and it's on like a glass table too. Yeah, Stan is just looks like a little homebody. I don't even know what he does. He, but they're um, rich. They're talking about they're their wealthy. Travel yeah, plans. I forget yeah. what his job is but he he i think he's he's the first character you meet in the book oh is stan he's like the first chapter you read um after the the fucking opening um he's the first of the losers you meet i'm pretty sure but yeah he gets but yeah he like has the most normal like it seems like it. Yeah, and I the think that that's showy, important. He has like the most stable the life and life. the safest yeah. life. He has the most to lose and yeah. Yeah, so with that phone call, he uh you know, if you know the story, he commits suicide. I think it's actually less graphic in this it, than this the miniseries. Is, it's done well in this. I I was I think after the opening scene and the Bev scene, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, what's this going to be?" I was like bracing myself for it cuz I hate shit like this in movies. It's not, I hate watching it. Um but you really you don't it's, it, it, it's like before and after yeah, it, you see the razor on the side of it and then you see him like bleeding and you don't even get like the open wounds it's no, just like the tub is red yeah I, th- I think it's that's done really well you get the point oh don't... actually you know what this transitions into Bev because it has the blood splattering from his mm. wrist and then splatters onto her face lying in bed yeah so I forget what transitions into him with the stars but uh, I think after Bev is the reveal that Henry Bowers is still alive. He's coming out the water pipe with a bunch of dead bodies. Yes, yeah, so this is back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like, they're just like, now we're back. And yeah. you just got to catch on. Yeah. It's not that hard. No. You can keep up. Uh, yeah. Henry Bowers goes back home as a kid, gets punched in the face by his uh, cop dad's cop friends for mm. killing his cop dad. And he is also, um, I don't think i i don't i forget if this was implied or like explained in the movie but he is then blamed for all the kid murders i don't know uh i don't remember that being yeah uh explicated that's like in why this he, movie. he killed his dad yeah but also they're like oh he must have murdered all these kids and you know what there's that deleted scene from the first one where you see belch and vic dead in his car because he killed them too yeah. it also those characters don't get addressed at all in this uh this movie i know that andy muschietti has plans uh to put together one giant love, seven I hour it. i want it director's cut of i, I, I want that it. now yeah i would fucking watch that yeah because we never got that first movie came out on blu-ray and then they're like there'll be a director's cut with that scene at it. And we never got it. Yeah. And I know that he wants it to happen. <sighs> it, it Shit gets tied up, you know, I would love to like as a project and I would never have the time to do this, but it'd be so fun to like get that director's cut. And I don't know, I'm assuming will it just be everything basically like first movie, then second movie with like scenes added in. It'd be real fun to edit it in the order that like the book is. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, on the book. Order? Yeah. So okay. it opens with, the carnival and then we meet each of the adults and then we 
do a bunch of stuff with them as kids and then it goes back to them as a you know that can be your uh who edited to the oh i think is, is it, it topher, topher grace, grace did like a crazy star ass wars cut of star of wars just all of star wars yeah <laughs> that's great mm-hmm. uh yeah i i do want to pause and ask you what you think about i have seen criticisms of this movie having too many flashbacks too many remember the first movie do you feel that way i do a little bit okay um I, I did not like that this movie opens with previously on it. What, with the shot of Bev floating yeah. in the deadlights? Well, that and they we have to see the Oh, the promise blood, again, prom- yeah. Which... Oh, do that shot of the glass going Oh, that into sucks. That's so gross. Ooh. But I just... There's there's so many times that that happens, and I don't need it. It does happen a lot. I think I was all right with it. I feel like... I think I'm just comparing it to the opening of... Because that is like the literal very first thing in this is it's like previously on it. Mm -hmm. Previously on it. And I think maybe I'm just thinking of that compared to the impact of the beginning of the first one where it's you don't need to set up anything like that. we're going right into it's raining out and Georgie has his boat and it's that whole scene and it's fucking awesome that's a kick-ass way to start a movie this mm-hmm. I'm like oh it's like a recap of the, you know it, it's just I wish we could be trusted and I wonder how much of this was a director decision versus a studio just I don't know but like I felt I, I wish that there was a bit more trust in the audience to re- remember stuff. Because when we spoke to Andy Muschietti at one of the cool Warner Brothers events that we did, yeah. he uh, said, and again, we're very fortunate that we were able to do stuff like that. Yeah. But he told us, uh, make sure you watch the first one right before you watch the second one. And we didn't have the time to do that. We didn't have the opportunity. And I didn't feel as though it was that necessary. And now maybe if we had, I would have noticed more little things. But I think... There's a little bit of handholding uh, for people who saw it two years ago, have haven't rewatched it, and right. are now going to see this. Yeah, one. I would like to see a, a cut of this that doesn't have that, because I don't, I I don't think you need it. Mm-hmm. I would have rather had more time explaining why they forgot everything. Yeah, what it, what exactly is happening when they all come back and start to remember stuff? Because mm-hmm. I think that's all a little bit yeah, weird and. Yeah. Uh, adult Henry Bowers is shown to us in a psych ward played by Teach, Teach Grant, yeah. who uh, I know from Leprechaun Origins, that horrendous Leprechaun reboot where he was fucking great. Yeah. He, yeah. He put in a great As soon as you said, dude, he was that guy from the Leprechaun, and I knew instantly. He was like the son who had like the ethical dilemmas about what. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, and so I was that. excited when he was cast. You said that you think adult Henry Bowers isn't scary enough i wish they gave him either a little more time because to me adult henry at least book wise feels like such a ticking time bomb where it's almost like the first one where they're so focused on pennywise but like you have this undercurrent this background of like but there's also these fucking psychotic bullies hunting them and they're almost scarier than the fucking clown and that's how he feels in the adult phase of when they're in dairy is he is let loose by pennywise and he is truly fucking crazy and like scary and mm-hmm. his inner world is like a nightmare to read and experience and he i don't i don't know like the whole time i'm reading that book while he's out running around i i'm freaked out cuz he's such a fucking loose cannon and 
I, I just wish that there was a bit more tension to him being out and about. You kind of forget that he's like running around until he shows up at the the townhouse and then he, he's he's like easily yeah dispatched whereas i feel like in the book he feels like more of a threat like he is an actual scary threat and okay. you know because mike almost dies and that's why and I, I i am glad that they they changed at least to this and maybe this is why he's not as fucking scary in this one as mike gets so injured by uh, Henry that he ends up in the hospital. Yeah, he's not in he that last part. He is not in the last I think part that of tracks the with the uh, the miniseries, too. Yes. Yeah. He's... So that could be why he is made, Henry's made to be a lot less scary Because I'd rather have Mike around. I'd and rather have Mike around, too. With the changes they make with this, with the whole uh, ritual, he needs he to be there. He has to be there, yeah. yeah. So it's, that could that could explain why Henry okay. isn't as much of like a, fuck, a, a threat, because you know, you make him scarier and more powerful and then he almost kills Mike and then mm-hmm. Mike isn't there for the finale and that sucks. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Teach Grant does some great work mimicking the little uh, ticks that Nicholas Hamilton developed mm-hmm. as the younger version of the character. Uh, second time watching it, when he stabs Eddie in the face a- in the townhouse and then gets stabbed through the curtain shower, which is a great, uh, yeah. like Eddie, like just laughing and sneaking behind this shower curtain is so funny. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he stabs Henry Bowers in the chest. The way that teach grant acts there just looks exactly like how Nicholas Hamilton yeah. plays the character. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get any Mr. Moon clown yeah. uh, in this, but I did notice in Henry's like room in the psychiatric ward, there are drawings of the moon that he's been drawing. So that's yeah. great. He gets his knife back from zombie Vic who helps mm. him break out. And, and I love the shot of zombie Vic waiting in the driver's seat so of the car. Good. And they, slumped they over. fucking peel off together. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. And he's like slumped over like a dead corpse until Henry gets in the car and is like, punch it. And then he like jerks yeah. to life and they drive off. I loved it's it. Awesome. I don't even care if anyone thinks that was stupid or like too funny. for Like it was so good. I just like the idea of like, this fucking zombie pulling up in this shitty ass car and like just <laughs> ripping away with his old buddy. It's so, I think it's so funny. I kind of wish we had gotten the dog head, uh, <laughs> the dog head security when card. Yeah, when yeah. he's leaving the mm-hmm. hospital. But you I know. do, there was, and again, it's it's stuff where I'm like, oh, we don't like it's if it's like over explaining stuff. That's always a pet peeve of mine. But I don't need Henry saying my knife when he looks at his knife. Sure, whatever. just think, you yeah. know, that's like a writing style, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, after they peel out, the losers, adult losers, meet up at Jade of the Orient, the dairy's premier Chinese restaurant. Oh, yeah, the Mirionka Chinese food go to Dairy, dairy Maine. Mm. I love that you could have told me they filmed that in the exact same spot they filmed the miniseries <laughs> one. I would have been like, yep, that seems correct. They're just missing that fucking song that they played I during the I swear there is a shot. They, like, do an overhead shot of all the... F- and I'm like, I swear that's in the miniseries. It, well, the miniseries... Series just have tons of dissolves. It of is like, so yeah, weird. The miniseries, so long. That scene in the miniseries feels like part of too many cooks. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so weird. It's awkward. There's a hilarious moment when Eddie's like, "Look at these guys," and then just like awkward. <laughs> <silence>. <laughs> yeah. James Ransone's Eddie is so 
angry during this. He's like, fuck you. That's not funny. F- oh, my mom was a big oh, fat yes, lady. Yes, my mom was a, a large woman. Thank you. Yeah, when Bill Hader is like, I, she sometimes leans over and is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny in fucking Java reference. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And yeah, this is when they're starting so to funny. remember some stuff. Starting yes, to think and, back. Oh, I just wish this was all a little bit more telegraph see this is the stuff i'm like i wish we over explained it the fact that they literally did not remember anything Mm -hmm, but they start to remember pennywise Mm -hmm. and then they get little fortune cookie messages Mm -hmm. which is like a fun kind of funny scene where they're trying to figure out what it means like i i actually i i thought this was a really effective moment because they're like oh we're like we're stan stan's on oh whatever you must have chicken now whatever and they don't really i think only bev is like has an inkling that something is off and so they each have a fortune cookie and they're trying to like arrange them because they each have one word and it's like guess guess could it it. could not it cut and so they're like what the fuck so they're just trying to and it none of the none of the arrangements make sense and this whole time bab is just holding hers and then she she like is crying and she puts hers down and of course it says stan yeah it looks like stanley couldn't cut it it or something and that's when they all kind of just instinctively know that stan's dead and, and then we get the crazy fortune cookie monsters. Oh, so yeah. This oh, is, my God. I forgot about these. This is like the first use of CG in the movie, which I think there's more CG in this than the first one. I think so, too. There's a bunch yeah. of CG. Uh, it didn't bother me too much. Maybe I'm just biased because I like the movie. Yeah. It. I mean, yeah. I think there were a few instances where I didn't like it. And when didn't you like it? Um, I didn't like the Mrs. Kirsch monster. Yeah, I'll agree with that. The big, tall, mm-hmm. uh, swinging boobs and swinging yeah, limbs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And she uh, pops up too later in the water because mm-hmm. she drags Bev down when they're adults. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, I did really like the weird baby head on the... Is it baby had made it for me? The little flying bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, the baby had made it bug. for me. <laughs> I like the eyeball. Yeah. And the bat wing. Yeah. Those were fine. Yeah. And I do. I love that they're all freaking the fuck out and like someone smashing a chair on a table and then the waitress comes in and they're like just yeah. ra- as far as she can know, they're fucking just raging. In this yeah. Chinese there, there was the, the singing heads in the fish tank, too. Mm, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so, yeah, it's a, a big chaotic scene. It's kind of fun. Uh, I don't remember when this Vicky scene is in relation to all the others, but it's kind of like its own little vignette. Vicky, the little girl with the birthmark oh. at the baseball game because it's a Stephen King story. It's, yeah, we got to have some baseball. So we need some baseball. Oh, man. Vicky yeah. follows a little firefly below the bleachers and runs across Pennywise, who's hiding in the dark. And she's smart at first. She says, you're not my friend. You're scary. If you were my friend, you wouldn't be hiding in I the dark. I love this scene. This scene is incredible. It's, it's really good. Maybe Bill's best work yes. out of either, or I'm, except the, the opening scene, the first one. Yeah. Georgie, yeah. I yeah, I'm so glad that this was written in not just to show like okay, it's back and it's it's preying on the kids of the town to like really drive that home, but also just so we can see Bill Skarsgård like actually do a fucking scene as Pennywise, so and it's good. so good. This is like the most he's ever talked. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, like this and the Georgie scene are like oh, They're so such good. good Pennywise scenes because here he he turns that around as a strength of like oh well I hide. Because people don't like my face. Oh, I think I think this scene makes you remember how fucking evil it is. How easily and how, he'll take advantage of it. Yeah, he's not a fun clown. Yeah, and how um, 
he don't give a fuck about <laughs> kids or and you know he'll do whatever it takes to you know yeah and that Sean little girl Bonds does such kids. a good job of the realization of like oh he's like me because people make fun people of make my fun of me because she has like mark. a she has like a um like a it's a port, Wa- port wine stain yeah um birthmark and uh yeah so he's, he's like oh how broad away yeah he's <laughs> like one two you have to say yeah crazy bite yeah chomps on her it sucks oh that poor girl but yeah bill scar's card's so good it's a it's a phenomenal scene i think it's a standout and i just i just want that scene like out of context up until he like basically chomps her face off just her you know them being friends (laughs) and her being like i'll be your friend penny and him being like oh everyone makes fun of me because i'm so scary and then they're like you know sweet little buds yeah that'd be nice (laughs) doesn't happen nope Uh, so after the Chinese restaurant, most of the losers head back to the inn intending to the, the townhouse intending to leave. They're freaked out. They don't want this shit. Yeah, because now they remembered Pennywise. And again, I wish it was clear that like, they didn't remember who Pennywise was. Cause I think when they're like answering the phones, some of them were like, they say stuff like, oh, it's back. Or like, we have to go. Yeah. I think he says it's back. Yeah. And so then, then later it's like. a little confusing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well then. Whoa. What did they think was bad? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, Richie is the the driving force behind the people wanting to leave, mm-hmm. but uh, everyone is pretty eager to get out of there. But Bill agrees to go with Mike back to the library in which he lives. Which again, it's weird that in the first movie they gave Ben the library stuff. It is weird. I I will say it's at least nice that in this one they gave a lot of stuff in the books that weirdly Ben and Bill do to mike oh like what um discovering the ritual of chewed oh is something that bill does and i there's something that ben does oh i guess it's like ben gets the idea to do to like smoke out their clubhouse so they can all like trip and learn about pennywise and we get like a version of that kind of when they're kids or adults adults um right no when they're kids really yeah (laughs) I was like, oh, are they going to do that in this one? Uh, <laughs> but no, then we, we get a version of that where it's just Mike and Bill and he like doses. Yeah, he <laughs> Mike or micro doses. Bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we get we at least get and it's like Mike's idea. And it's so I think weirdly he gets more stuff to do in this one, which is nice, it would just but. it just is weird that he in this movie, he's the one who lives in the library and studies there. But that scene from the first movie with Ben was originally the Mike character. So it's weird. With him being like, this is all my research about dairy. Yeah. yeah. So it's weird that they gave it to Ben in the yeah. first movie. And I mean, Ben is the character also in the books that like, he also spends a ton of fucking time at the library. Oh, like okay. that's like, he like basically lives at the library, but he, huh. he's not the one who's like history of dairy. Like, Got it. yeah. Mike okay. is the one who's all into that. So yeah, Mike microdoses Bill and mm. uh, makes him see what he saw when he visited. Uh, I didn't get the tribe's name. Shit. Oh, I didn't either. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. It basically is like, I visited some natives and we tripped and I learned about what it is. Yeah, because they dealt with him before. Yeah, because it has been here since the beginning of time pretty much oh no at least millions millions of of years years. (laughs) but it's been here a long fucking time it was like a scary bird instead of a clown for the uh the native yeah which is a hint to for mike it's a scary bird in the books oh it you know oh interesting Mm mm-hmm 
Uh, but yeah, he tells Mike that they taught him how to defeat it. They yes. need to do a ritual. The ritual of Chud. Don't look at the fourth side of this uh, this thing that I have. Yeah, this little this leather process. bucket that yeah. we use for the ceremony. Don't look at the fourth side. Don't look side. at the fourth side. You it's fine. It. It's fine. <laughs> you don't get a glimpse of the fourth side until later when I think Richie sees it and Mike like snatches it back and is like, uh-oh, what yeah, was something's that? Something's weird. Uh, yeah, the ritual of of Chude. It is even weird to hear that name being said in this because I don't think that's brought up at fucking all in the miniseries. It's something in the books that like reading that book, it, you're thinking, how the fuck would you adapt this for the screen? Because it's insane. It is like quintessential like 80s Stephen King. You're like, what the fuck, man? Because that's if you haven't read Stephen King, like I, I think people don't realize how um super uh not even it's like we're getting like macroverse shit and like cosmology and like weird like big universe stuff like creation of the universe weird like lovecraftian it's very weird and so the ritual of chewed is part of that the ritual of cannibalistic humanoid underground yeah (laughs) uh yes so this is the native mysticism that we mentioned earlier uh this is also cg heavy it's very it reminded me a little i didn't mind it because it was stylized yeah i kind of liked it yeah Um, it reminded me don't chew on that stop we just got that (laughs) lucy lucy no um it reminded me a little bit of like that one scene in the last Harry Potter where it's just like animated insert to explain stuff. And it's okay. like kind of weird stylized animation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Basically, the ritual of Chewed in the movie is uh, you, you stand in a circle and it's everyone has like a, a totem or like something that like it means some it, it like represents when they encountered it kind of. Right. Or like it's like their essence kind it's, of. I think it's or no, you know, what? I think maybe it's it's more of like what symbolizes their attachment to the group. They're I like guess. losers club because the, when they go to collect the tokens, it's like, why can't we go collect them together? We were together that whole summer. No, we weren't. Because there's that time jump in the original mm-hmm. movie after they have the fight outside of Nebel yeah. Street, and it skips over a month or so. And so they're like, we were separate during that time. We need to go find tokens related to that time, but the tokens aren't. They're related to other times that, like you said, connect them to the group. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. The token thing works for me, though, as a as a simple screenwriting device. Yeah, and it, yeah, as as an adaptation of what the ritual is in the book. Yep, it makes a lot more sense, and it also gives the impetus for them to all split up, like they do in the book, to encounter it on their own okay. again as adults. That's like a thing that we got in the book. Each person is going and seeing it again as, as an adult. This fulfills the purpose of both being the ritual and the reason that they all split up and it works it's like a good and the splitting up is fun because uh it's really like little vignette like you could take those scenes out of this movie they're like little shorts they're little horror yeah. shorts mm-hmm. like especially like eddie at the pharmacy that was going my, downstairs that was my least favorite one going downstairs and finding his yeah. mom there uh yeah that could be my least favorite it one. might have just i think it just went on for too long and and it, I think it's like the last one too. So you're like, all right, all right. let's get there. It let's just get was there. a lot. Like, all right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, cause yeah, uh, the people at the townhouse realize that Bev has seen them all die. And yeah, so that's that kind of gets that's a not a book thing. That yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Cause she, she stared into the because dead yeah, lights. she book Bev is never 
captured by it that's like right. that's not a thing that's so not a thing. because she's captured in the film and she looked into the deadlights which is like the lights in pennywise's mouth yeah <laughs> cosmology shit she sees how all of them die mm-hmm. so that's Cool. So that, yeah, gets them to stay long enough for Mike and Bill to get back and be like, we got to take care of this. Yeah, yeah. And so they first go to the clubhouse that, you know, their clubhouse from that first movie. Yeah. <sighs> this, yeah, this is like a thing where it's like, this clubhouse has always been here for us. Yeah, I did have kind of an issue with that because the clubhouse is like a really important part of the Losers Club and you don't. Is it That's in the not, book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because they smoked that thing out and Oh, trip. you're right. You said that. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe they should have had a scene with it in the first movie. Maybe, I mean, maybe they did. Maybe and they, they did cut. in the director's cut. But that's why the, the clubhouse is how Ben really becomes part of the group is because he's so good at building stuff. That's why he's an architect, architect later yeah. in life. He builds them the clubhouse. And also I got to say when uh, going way back to when Mike's calling everyone, when it goes to the Hanscom architect place, it starts with like a more schlubby dude <laughs> oh, who's middle-aged. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who's watching this who doesn't know that Ben like ben gets, gets hot. hot. Yeah. But like in case they don't, it's a good fake it's out funny. because it's a dude it's- who could have like been Ben grown up and then it's like what do you think Mr. Hanscom and he's sitting there telecoming in and he's fucking Jay Ryan damn it man that guy is so hot yeah he is when they're carving those words (laughs) into his stomach and he's just like look at my abs Close up on abs it's amazing so funny oh I also like him because his voice is kind of crinkly and that didn't stop him from putting in a good performance and my voice gets kind of crinkly sometimes nice so thanks, Jay. <laughs> you fucking handsome ass man. Stupid sexy Stupid, Jay. Sexy Jay Ryan. Um Yeah. Oh, but by the way, so um the ri- I, I should explain what the ritual of truth is like in the book if people are curious. Oh yeah, you want to? You wanna to try to do that? Well, okay. The I mean the ritual itself is is easy enough to explain. It's just all like the weird shit in the finale that gets like I don't, I don't remember. It's weird. Uh, the ritual itself is like you and your enemy, I guess. You both open your mouths and you bite down on each other's tongues and you tell each other jokes until one person like lets go. I don't know how half of that makes sense logically it's, or physiologically. It's insane. What? Then, how do you tell jokes when you're biting on a tongue? Because what? if I'm remembering correctly, Bill does it with Pennywise, but it's like what? it's like not literal. It's more of like a metaphorical biting of tongues, and they literally are. Like, Richie like does impressions and impressions it to death. It's Okay. He literally is like doing his Irish cop voice at Pennywise until Oh, like the Officer Krupke fucking Yeah, yeah, it's all like yeah. Wow. It's real weird. And they had like you couldn't you couldn't film it as it is. Oh, it was would- the Irish cop a character in the book? Because he's in the miniseries. Yeah. He like yeah, comes yeah. down. He's like t- one of their buddies. Cause he's always like, Oh, you kids just fucking around in the barons. Man, these new movies made such good adaptation choices. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Yeah, so that's what the ritual of Chud is. All right. Cool. Well, in this movie's version, they have to collect tokens, so they go back to this clubhouse, which is Again, a little it, jarring it, yeah, that they're like. I, I, for a second, was like, whoa, is there stuff I don't remember from the... I was like, is this... 
Uh, I I was very confused. But no, they have to fill us in with a flashback with the kid actors showing them when Ben first built this. And is this the scene where they digitally made them look younger? Yeah, so apparently they de-aged the kids. The only, Did you notice it the second, the second time? Yeah, I didn't know that fact watching it the first time. You told me afterwards, so I'm looking for it the second time. I think it's the only one who I'm like, yeah, that could be digitally, is Finn. Because mm. he looks like a different person now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like a, a much older man. I, I said a very Beatles-esque look. He kind of has a John Lennon thing going on right now. And yeah, I think they in that first movie, he looks more like Stranger Things season one kind of Finn. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that I could kind of tell. It helps that he has those big glasses, I think, mm-hmm. that yeah. magnify his eyes. They can get around with that. But uh, the other kids, I guess... You know, we met them in person briefly, and I know that they look older, and then they don't look that way in this flashback scene. So it's a weird, I don't know, my brain just can't really rectify all that. Yeah. Especially like uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor, whose autographed picture to you is right behind you. It is right behind me. I made sure to hang it up in time for this episode. Because we got that autograph like two years ago. It was like right after the first one came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Yeah, he was the first person I interviewed for Dead Meat. Yeah. I was like, no, I get to interview Ben because Ben's my favorite loser. I love Ben so much. Like, and he's so nice. I got to talk character. to him again after the premiere because mm-hmm. uh, his, his one of his buddies uh, is is a fan, which is <laughs> so super great. cool. So, dude. yeah, I, I made sure to hang this Thanks, up Jenny. before we did our review. Yeah, um, and he's a very nice guy, but he looks so different does, in that know. picture behind you compared to what he looks like now in person. It's like the experience of watching, um, like, Harry Potter or Game of Thrones were like you as you watch the show the changes don't quite register but then you go and look back at the first season or movie and it's like oh fuck yeah <laughs> they're little babies yeah it's crazy yeah uh so yeah I guess there might have been some digital de-aging in here uh but the scene I feel like in this scene um felt like some of the actors were like rushing through their lines mm. um yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this flashback. I think scene. I think this is what people mean when they're like, "Too many flashbacks," because it 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 was it's like a sweet scene, and I I liked it. But yeah, there there is the inherent problem of well, why weren't they hanging out in here this whole time in the first movie if it's that important? And to like, I I don't know. The end result of this scene is them finding Stan's token together. Right. And this also feels a little forced that his token is this shower it's cap. It's a shower cap. That he, when they were working on the clubhouse, his idea was for all of them to wear shower caps to keep spiders out of their hair. Yeah, which I thought was really funny. It's a funny reveal when, uh, is it Richie? Who's... I think Richie's like, why would we wear it? Like, who's afraid of spiders? And it cuts and all the other kids are wearing them already. Yeah, it's a funny <laughs> it's shot. Cute. It's a good visual yeah. joke. Um, I'm trying to remember, they have the scene in the first movie where they're cleaning Bev's bathroom together. Yeah. Is he wearing one in that? Is Stan wearing a shower Ooh, cap in there? I don't remember. If he is, that's cool. If he's not, this seems random. This sure. clubhouse that is introduced out of nowhere, and then they're like, Stan loved his shower caps. We all, If there's one thing we know about Stanley Uris, it's that he loved those shower caps. That's his token. I would have loved to, I think if, if I had to like streamline this, I would have maybe done... Um, instead of the whole clubhouse scene, I would have made Stan's token something in his synagogue or yeah. something to do with that day. Um, and then that's when you get that flashback of that speech, which, you know, that comes at such a good time in this movie that there's like that trade off. Mm-hmm. But 
you get that whole speech and then you know that saves some time maybe for maybe they didn't because i think the synagogue scene from the first one is cut that's a deleted scene when he has his bar uh bar mitzvah and is given the speech and richie is the only oh, loser really? in attendance i believe uh or you know what there's a truncated version okay in the that's, final what, I, cut. that's yeah. what i thought but yeah, yeah there's a much longer scene with his speech in the original film see, a okay. deleted scene which maybe they used I think some they of that used... footage for this because i was finding myself wondering like wait is this from the f- i feel like this is from the first one but yeah maybe that was just a deleted scene but yeah i think maybe it could have worked if instead of the clubhouse flashback they just used that speech he mm-hmm. gives so after they have stan's token they're like now we have to split up and go find our own so that's when we get another each individual scene uh mike doesn't get one because he what was his token? Did the he... rock. The Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The rock that uh, they used in the rock fight with a little bit of Henry Bauer's blood on it. Yeah. Uh, he presents that to Bev at the end there when they're doing the ritual, but he doesn't have to go and collect it. I love these <laughs> have blood on it. I know. That's so great. Yeah, the only token they couldn't include in this is the inhaler. Inhaler, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, our Warner Brothers friend Sarah Beth was like, there were issues with I guess with it's mailing. legally weird. <laughs> yeah, You can't right? just, like, mail inhaler. Makes sense. Yeah. So. So yeah, it's uh, hunting for tokens. Bev going home to find Mrs. Kirsch there. Yes. Uh, the lovely Mrs. Kirsch. That's a fun scene with that actress, yes. actor. Uh, doing... Joan Gregson. Ooh, nice. I think is, yeah. I'm like, I think that was her name. But yeah, she was at the event we went to and like did that whole scene for us. Yeah, we were brought into we got Mrs. To, like, Kirsch's house yeah. and she did the scene and with so us. And so we like ad-libbed with her and it was she a lot of fun. She asked Chelsea if Chelsea was still her daddy's little girl. Do you know what my father told No. He joined the circus. Oh, is that that picture up there? Sonny was always daddy's little girl. Oh, that's that's good. Are you daddy's little girl too? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. She did the staring thing to me. She stared you down for that long beat. And then like broke, and it's uh, that's such a good moment. I'm a little sad it was in the trailer, but it yeah. worked as a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get the monster that, like yeah. we said, isn't. I did like before she was a monster when she was just in the background, blurry, yeah, and she cute. like runs and off she's all weird around, and <laughs> she's fun. just like naked for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, I love my naked old ladies. Naked old ladies and horror is always fun. I love it always, and it's funny because I was actually just reading someone um, who was like. I'm kind of over the like naked women are scary thing, and I'm I like, that's that. a valid, I I, totally that's a valid that. take on that. Mm-hmm. But then of also, like older naked women ooh, is how terrifying. horrifying. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, it's not scary in fucking the visit. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, it's nice. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I told I so I so see that viewpoint, but at the same time, I always kind of love the chaos of like a naked old lady. <laughs> it's just always fun for me yeah. personally. <laughs> Uh, Bev during that process breaks open a floorboard, gets that uh, Hera's Winterfire yeah. postcard, but she can't remember who wrote it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, she never knew who wrote it in oh, the first place. Okay, I wasn't sure if she found out. She, I think, even in the first movie, it's implied she thinks it was Bill. And then she, and then she remembers. She remembers oh, that. Bill wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben goes to the school. I didn't. Care oh, wait. For- should we clarify what Mrs. K- so Mrs. Kirsch turns into like this giant like. I don't even know. It's like a giant Long lady. Limbed. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I thought it would be something with the, her dad or her, yeah. um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It should have been dad. Yeah. It, yeah. There's another, yeah, scene that she has where she remembers him, like, spraying perfume all over I think, her. Yeah. That's weird. It was so, yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, I check out a little bit with Ben's scene when he goes to the school and he remembers a flashback of Bev uh, oh. during the summer school and he like goes to kiss her and she's like, I would never, Ew, I would nasty. Ne- yeah. And then she turns into fire. She turns into like fucking ghost rider. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, your My hair, hair is winter. Is winter. Fire. Yeah. I kind of like that. She recites I, the poem. I like that too, but January I did really hours. like watching uh, Sophia Lillis like play Pennywise's Bev. Oh yeah. 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 And he hides in the locker. Hilarious uh, poster behind him. Oh my God. That was, it's like, is it, is it a new kids on the block? It's gotta I'm be. Not sure, but it's so funny. Yeah. And then Pennywise is there and we get a kiss me fat boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Curry style. Oh my God. That, duh. That didn't even register. Yeah. He's like, kiss, kiss me, me fat me, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the reason this one doesn't really do much for me is because Ben already has his token. He's kept it his whole life in his wallet. We see it in the first scene mm, when Mike right. calls him. He's I, got the yearbook that Bev signed. Yeah. And so That's going to the school true. just kind of feels like padding. I guess it was mm. reminding him of, but yeah, I yeah, don't know. I I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Richie's. Yeah, you're so right. Because <laughs> I I remember thinking too, it was weird in like the architecture conference that he like had that with him, and then yeah. then that kind of messes with the whole they don't remember anything. So why? Oh, that's true what too. is this thing that I have in my wallet? Does he remember her I guess and nothing he else? Bev and nothing else, I would assume. Yeah. Hmm. That kind of muddies all that for me. It does. It does. Richie's, as we briefly talked about earlier, his memory of uh, being at the arcade where we saw him playing in the first one. Uh, but this is by himself trying to like make a new friend and maybe yeah, more. I think he but has a little crush. It's Henry Bowers' cousin. Yeah. Fuck. Damn. And he calls him. Mean things, yeah. Calls him gay, and Richie runs out. Does he call him a hard F or no? Uh, I don't think. I think he does. Really? I don't know if he does it, but someone does. Okay. In the movie, yeah. Uh, towards Richie, I think, Mm -hmm. and he runs out of that theater crying. He's so sad, and that's when we get the I know your secret. Oh my gosh! And we also so a lot of the monsters and stuff are different from the book. Like what what freaks them out and what it appears at. We don't have like a wolfman. We don't have. There's like a, a few things that like Mrs. Kirsch doesn't turn into the witch from Hansel and Grot. That's like what, <laughs> yeah, it's more of like a I don't know what she is in this one. But the one thing from the book I would have thought they would not do is the giant lumberjack statue that like stands over Dairy. I mean, Paul it's Bunyan, the yeah. Paul. Yeah, it's the Paul Bunyan, and. I just feel like that's the one where if I had to pick which one of these wouldn't they adapt for the screen, it's the fucking lumberjack because there's, it's such a weird, I had a hard time even imagining it, but no, they have the fucking lumberjack. It's I love great. It. I, I think it love looks it. great. It's he so... attacks young Richie, I think, during uh, yes. during the flashback, yeah. and he's like tearing into the ground with and his- And there's like bats coming out of his mouth and stuff, oh, aren't there? Yeah. I, I I don't remember I specifically, think, but- I feel like I remember there being bats- yeah, it's yeah. a cool scene. And then adult Richie sees Pennywise hanging out on that statue. That's the I know your secret mm-hmm. with the people in the background swaying. swaying. And the color grading changes. It's very weird. Oh, yeah. It's cool. I like Richie's. I like Richie's, Especially too. Especially the arcade scene where it lends into that. Yeah. Like, Richie's is maybe my favorite of the token quest. Yeah. I, I was trying to, like, 
piece together why because the color grading looks like they took out all the yellows or all of the greens you know it's mm-hmm. like very specific it reminds me of the color grading on that one sh- that like ap bio show with pat and oswald oh, yeah. and, stuff. and i Glenn for Austin. a sitcom i hate i think it looks so weird <laughs> Um, but it's the same thing. And I think it maybe has to do with later. We have a very like warm colored scene where it's like Richie and, you know, Hmm. some emotional payoff. I'll say that it's like very yellowy. So I'm like, maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Bill winds up in the pawn shop with Stephen King because yeah. he's buying old silver, he his old his bike, bike back, yeah. which uh, they didn't hamper on too much in the first movie, but enough for you to remember. Because in the miniseries, is fucking yelling, hi-ho, silver. They have a, they play that oh same fucking song. Oh, my God, with him song. and Mike? Yeah. It's the same <laughs> song from the Chinese food place, and it's just a sequence of him and Mike just fucking around Fucking around with that bike, and Bill's got his ponytail. <laughs> That miniseries, dude. It's so weird. It's so weird. But, you know, he gets the bike, and I'm like, oh, that's his token. No, I guess it's not. Uh, He just needed to get the bike back for reasons. Yeah, the token is Uh, the The token is the SS Georgie because he rides his bike back to his old house where he sees living there now is this kid who we forgot to mention in the Chinese restaurant who walks up to Richie and is like, Richie, fun's about to begin, right? And Richie is like, it's Pennywise. Yeah, You're it's Pennywise. Like, Fuck, Fuck you. you. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> and the kid is like, "No, fun's about to begin. You, that's like a move, or that's part it's of your bit. It's a line bit. from your bit, yeah. yeah. And like, that's the kid who sat behind me in the theater. So funny. Fucking hilarious. Then Richie's like in the Chinese restaurant. Richie's like, uh, "Do you want an autograph?" And the kid's like, "No, I think I'm good." <laughs> and like the when uh, we saw it, we heard all the dialogue. When I saw it at the premiere, people kept laughing over lines. They didn't get to hear what I think was one of Bill Hader's funniest deliveries is when he realizes that the kid is not Pennywise. And then he looks up and he's like, those are your parents, huh? And the parents are <laughs> yeah. like walking up. It's so great. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, that kid who could have just been in that funny scene in the restaurant ends up being he's a character. Li- he's currently living in Bill's old house. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. I think it's such a funny runner where all these adults are like, little kid. It reminds me of fucking, it, it reminds me of Billy Madison. Yeah. Where he's grabbing that one kid and just like, don't you ever say that. Stay as long, Stay as, as, you long as you can. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he basically is like, "Be careful, don't talk to the clown," because the kid is like, uh the kid finds him at the at drain the sewer and where he gets this boat back." Yeah, yeah. After the little hands, oh, like yeah, a bunch yeah, of little yeah, hands crawling across weird, an arm like, to grab him, that hands. looks cool. Yeah, because yeah. So I think Bill is like, "If you ever hear voices in the sewer, don't talk to him." And the kid's like, "I don't hear voices, but I I do hear them from my sink or yeah, like Bev or, did, yeah, like mm-hmm. Bev did, yeah." Kids and clown voices, and he's like, "Get out of dairy. Yeah, the kid's like, "I gotta go to I this festival." I have to festival. go to the thing. Yeah, <laughs> skateboards away. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Don't have a cow, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, we mentioned Richie's is the, or uh, Eddie's, I think, is the last one. He goes to the pharmacy, yes, to the pharmacy. gets his inhaler. That's his uh, token. Goes in the basement. His mom's strapped in. Uh, or this is a flashback. Yeah. To- of when he was younger one time, he went in the basement, found his mom not actually strapped in, but it seemed like it. And then Lucy just stole Pennywise. Oh she gosh, literally she has Pennywise in her, her mouth and uh, stole our Pennywise keychain. <laughs> she's like that's mine now 
Uh, and yeah, then there's a, is it a, the leper? It's something. It's the leper, okay, yeah. Okay, it is the leper. It's Javier Botet again. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I wouldn't be surprised if he played the Mrs. Kirsch monster too. The Mrs. Kirsch monster's all CG, right? But maybe he had some oh, motion maybe, tracking. Just looking at the proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this establishes that Eddie is a coward because he he runs away from his mom and li- mm-hmm. lets this thing get his mom and stick its nasty tongue in her mouth. And uh, but then he also no because he he strangles it. Well, that's when oh, he that's goes when back he's an as adult. an adult. Okay, goes there, good his thing mom's you saw not this there. twice. I know, right? And the thing appears, and that's when he starts to strangle it and realize great face acting by James Ransone, realizing that oh, strangling this has an effect. I'm doing because it. Because I believe it. Although there is that weird it's funny but it's oh that cut with the music the mute the needle drop what's what song is it i forget i don't even know it's uh some 80s oh no it's it's ballad, uh, power baby. ballad <laughs> yeah it's a song that i would expect to hear in strangers pray at night you know <laughs> yeah uh but yeah because he strangles it and thinks that it's good and then it just vomits bile into his face it's slow motion loud it's music so drop. Bizarre, yeah it's so abrupt I don't even know if I like it or I don't not. know if I like it either. That whole scene is kind of weird, and I feel like it's too long. Another movie, I would love that thing, like, sticking his tongue in his mom's mouth. <laughs> I'm like, this is so fucked up. But, like, in this, I'm I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like maybe another, a separate movie. Yeah. Because it's so, like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I have, I have a love-hate relationship with that that scene he now covered in bile returns to the townhouse and uh just storms past uh ben and bev who are sitting there on the stairs to go wash himself that's when bev all that's when she's like i think bill wrote this for me and ben's like oh my god (laughs) it's literally yeah (laughs) this is where you can see his heartbreaking and yeah exactly the exact frame that it happens Richie has decided he wants to get the fuck out of there, so Ben has to go talk to him. And then when Bill gets back, that's when the skateboard falls down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, oh, and the skateboard has the blood dripping upward from cool, it. Yeah. It's a cool effect, and the skateboard says uh, something like, you won't be there for him either. Because right. Bill's whole thing is he feels guilty it's over the guilt Georgie's over death. Georgie and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he realizes that it's going to go after Skateboard Kid, and he runs off on his own to the Canal Days Festival. Yeah. So while Bill runs off to save that kid, we have all the stuff in the townhouse with Henry Bowers. Mm-hmm. He's up there. Yeah, he, we kind of talked about Yeah, he stabs uh, Eddie in the face, like right in yeah, the side of the er, cheek. It's like in the first one when he stabs. Is it Eddie who stabs Pennywise through the head? Like in the... Oh, I don't mouth? remember. Oh, yeah? With yeah, the, that's Oh, no, no. Bev does with the rod, right? Oh, it's right? Bev, Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eddie gets stabbed right in the fucking cheek. That's so gross. I guess though, one of the better places. That's just skin. Yeah, he covers it up and he's fine. Yeah. So yeah, but then yeah, he stabs Henry. Henry gets away though and is like <laughs> running out the uh, <laughs> and gets back in the car with Vic and drives off. Yeah, or not Vic, uh, Patrick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all oh Richie though also tries to escape. He hops out the uh, window upstairs and drives off because he mm. wants to get out of there. But he stopped when he sees the synagogue and remembers Stan's uh, bar mitzvah speech, Yeah, which is pretty bitching. He takes the mic and is like, I'm a loser. Yeah. He starts singing Fuck back. Fuck you. <laughs> my, yeah. And, then, and Richie like stands. <laughs> I, I love that whole scene. And I love that that moment, I think, keeps him from leaving and it makes is, yeah. Stan feel like more of a presence in this half of the story, which I think is is such a, a good call and I think is a big improvement for me on the original material because I, I think the book, you don't get as much of a sense of 
Stan being super important to the group, especially, you know, when they're adults, because it's, you know, the focus isn't on him. He's absent, yeah. I don't know how much, I don't remember how much he comes up, but I think the movie really drives home that, no, he was part of the group and like, he's more of a presence in this than I would have expected. And I appreciate that there's a scene where it's like, yeah, like he's not physically here, but he's still here. And he's a reason that like, I... I, could, I feel brave enough to stay or I feel motivated to stay. Yeah, so. it keeps Richie right. to stay and then it ends up saving Mike's life because uh, Mike's, while waiting for everyone else in the library, gets attacked by Henry mm-hmm. and Henry has him on the ground and is about to stab him, but he gets fucking axed in the back of his head by yeah. Richie. Yeah. Who and then also throws up. It is it is cool then that that sequence of events, like if, you know, Stan's funeral hadn't been happening, then maybe Richie wouldn't have stayed and therefore saved. Oh, is that why his name's on the side of the synagogue when Richie drives by as an yes, adult? Yes, it oh, is. Okay. It's either his funeral or it's like a tribute, you know, like remembering. Oh, I wasn't sure if he was, when he saw that sign, it was from the past, like at his bar mitzvah, but okay. Yeah, I think it's like a remembrance thing. But again, I've only seen it once. I don't remember. Sure, but, but that, that would make sense. I, I, yeah, so then I do like that idea that it's like Stanley's presence in that way then is able to effectively domino effect Mike. We were able to save Mike's life. Yeah. Okay. That's, I like that. And that's uh, ties into the, the end of the movie when they get letters from Stan and he wrote to them explaining why he did what he did. Uh, he couldn't bring himself to come back. Mm-hmm. So he says he took himself off the board. Mm-hmm. Like he knew that they needed a hundred percent success rate to accomplish whatever they needed to do. And so instead of being a, uh, you know, someone absent, he just took himself out. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's a thing in the books at all. I think it's more, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's more of like, he's just so fucking scared Mm -hmm. and that, which is a great setup because it's like, oh my God, this must be fucked up shit. This guy can't even deal with it. Like, but I, I like the movie setting it up as like, he remembered every he like cares so much and it just knew yeah because especially in the tub he's having flashbacks to making that promise with bill there's that shot of uh uh young bill's actor i forgot his name uh like walking towards the camera Mm -hmm. it's really dreamy yeah but then it's so what he remembered everyone i guess uh like because yeah he has that memory in the tub yeah but yeah i don't know again that's (laughs) all very muddy it is yeah um but no, I, I like that. Yeah, this version, it's him just like, no, I'm going to I'm going to help them by doing this, even though it might not feel that way. But, yeah. Yeah. So the rest of the losers are all together in the library. But Bill is not. He's run off to this carnival yeah, and yeah. he follows that kid into a fun house, which if you happen to be in L.A., I don't know if they did this anywhere else. It was uh, just Hollywood. OK, yeah. so the the ex, the big it, it experience experience, the it experience chapter mm-hmm. two uh, in Hollywood. I was uh, astounded by how exact it was because we did the experience first. Then we saw the movie and it was like, oh, oh this that's is... the fun house we went through. Yeah, the spinning thing. To the point where I clowns. asked next time we were with people from Warner Brothers, I was like, did they just disassemble that from the movie and like put that in there? Like, no, we just built the Rebuilt new one. it. Yeah, because the, the swinging The outside clowns, is the same and everything. The outside, so cool. the mirror room inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so he's, he's Bill's chasing skateboard kid through this mirrored 
maze and there's flashing lights warning here yeah. and at the end of this movie i feel so bad for photosensitive people how can they even see movies i know that sucks it sucks yeah i, I think that's why i don't know if, if theaters are finally starting to do this but like like you know or sensory um i forget what they call them i'm just blanking on like what they refer to those screenings as yes yeah, sensory, like sensory something yeah mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Those people should be able to see those movies too, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he. it's a thing, you know, trapped with a plane of glass between him and the kid and then the kid and it, Pennywise, who starts slamming <laughs> his face against the glass yeah. after a big old after lick he, a like, tongue thing. like the glass. <laughs> yeah, eventually yeah. he breaks through and he fucking eats that kid, There's dude. Blood everywhere. After that kid, when he first sees Bill, he's like, leave me alone. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, which... Yeah, Fair. yeah. <laughs> Bill's weird. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, now Bill is incensed and decides he wants to stop Pennywise for himself. Yeah. I will say this is the stretch of the movie where I was feeling the runtime a little bit. That's fair. If you're going to feel it at any point, this, it's this at this point. stretch where it's everyone kind of like going back and forth in and out of the townhouse. Mm-hmm. And this is when I think, like after we saw it, I, I said, this fe- parts of this felt like a TV show. Like, like an episode in a TV show and not a movie because it just felt so I can't put my finger on why, but fair enough. This, this is, is where I was getting a little antsy because this middle part. Well, uh, that's probably because so Bill runs off to Nebolt house and the rest of them are like, he's probably going to Nebolt house. So they meet him there. And I checked my, my clock at this point, there was 50 minutes left to the movie mm-hmm. and it's two hours and 50 minutes long. So of course, after two hours, you're going to feel a little bit of the runtime. Two hours and fifty minutes. Isn't it two forty seven? Oh my god! I think it's two forty seven. It's it's That's uh, so crazy. Quarter hour shy of three, but yeah. So when they get to Nebold House, there's still almost an hour left to this boy. And but it's the best hour of the movie. You think so? Yeah, the end. Just the end. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. I do like like Richie's token quest. I like the a lot of the middle stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I do agree. That I think that this is the second act second to third act break. Yeah. And I think that near the end of the second act it's like, all right. But they get to Nebold House and then they have a series of adventures inside. There's a great moment before they go inside where it's like Richie said it best. And he's like, I don't want to die. Yeah. You're we're lucky we're not measuring dicks. Let's kill that fucking clown. Let's kill that fucking clown. clown. It's a it's a good like yeah Yeah. fuck yeah moment uh, where they're all like losers stick together. Mm -hmm. So it's like a couple of series of adventures. The first one is in the house itself where they get separated, and that's when Jay Ryan's abs are getting carved into. So funny, (laughs) because yeah, you have in the first one, it's the uh, it's Henry Mm -hmm. in uh, again. This is why I'm a little sad that we don't get Henry being. Henry in this one, you know, so fucking because Henry yeah. in that first one is scary. I I think, I mean, that character in general is really disturbing. All the all the bullies in that book are fucked up and scary, and that scene where he's carving words into Ben's stomach is like really dark and, yeah, like I, that character's so fucking just you know. Yeah, because isn't at that point the other bullies are even like, dude. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> dude, this is weird and fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, you just get like, oh man, just one little push, and that guy's just full blown, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this is it's Pennywise doing it, and it's Jay Ryan just like ah, <laughs> lifting up his shirt, it's just rippling abs. It's beautiful. It's very funny. Uh, um, and then in the other room, 
You got Bill, Richie, and Eddie getting attacked by Stan's head. Yes, I love this. Which becomes, I'm pretty sure, an it or I'm sorry, in a thing reference. It, it has to be an homage to the thing. Just it look at the shit. Just like the head crab from the thing. Yeah. It's like it's shot from the back and silhouetted in a way to where it looks just like it. Like it it is. It definitely is. And it's crawling. And it would make around. sense because they they're kids who grew up in the eighties and Ooh, yeah. they would be that's something they'd be freaked out by. Yeah, for that, sure. That to me feels almost like a nod to, you know, the books that's they're afraid of movie monsters like the wolfman they're, yeah. yeah they're yeah, kids the from like the 50s and shit so they got like a werewolf and oh yeah it makes sense that they would be f- afraid of something like the thing and definitely yeah, i like that yeah stan's head is crazy run around uh it almost kills richie and again eddie is shown to be too afraid to do anything he stands in the corner while bill has to help yeah. him out uh, until he gets stabbed the fuck by ben uh, when they reunite, Ben stabs the shit out of that head, but mm-hmm. it gets to crawl away and laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they all kind of yell at Eddie. But then Eddie, you know, Eddie's like, I am I was scared. And like, he really is in that moment. Like, you see the little kid. And then Bill just realizes this is what it wants. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. we understand. Yeah. It's sweet. They go down another layer to where it's like the water that they have to wade through. And Bev gets pulled down. No, by... they well, they have to go down the well. Yeah, that uh, that they went down before. Yeah, that yeah, Henry so they fell go down, down the well. Cetera, yeah, yeah, now they're in like the sewers, pretty much. Which is where the deadlights and stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of water here. The Bev gets pulled down. This is the part where I'm like, all right, let's let's go because we already had adventures upstairs, and I know you're going deeper. So this middle one doesn't seem that important to me it's more of eddie being like i can't do this mm-hmm. but them being like you have to mm-hmm. uh because then they go another layer deeper down a like a weird little door which that's from the books i forgot oh, yeah. all about it until it was happening in the i mean it's, it's a scary it's, it's like a manhole but... cover but they they all climb down there i i do like the moment where bev gives eddie the rod and it's like this kills monsters mm-hmm. if you believe it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now they're down deeper and they get to where it crash landed yeah, it millions like some of years annihilation ago. <laughs> it feelings. is. It's very annihilation. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's like this just impact zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go inside there and they start to do the ritual where they put in all their tokens. Mm-hmm. They burn that shit up. Yeah, they burn them in like the little leather bucket. Yeah, that, that leather Mike's bucket. Mike's been carrying around. And apparently Mike, yeah, tried to like scrape off or erase one side of it that it shows that the original ritual failed or something yeah yeah because uh they do it and the big the three balls of light which are like a thing the deadlights they like circle down and they come in and then the the big red balloon inflates out out of the uh Mm -hmm. the ritual thing and pennywise is there and he's like ask them Ask Mike why it failed. And it's, uh, yeah, that fourth side that he scratched out showed that they did the ritual and it failed and it killed them all. Yeah. And Mike was and like, And Mike kept that from all of them. He didn't tell them. He, and this is what I think is like such a good part of his performance is he's like, Look, I had to do something to get you guys back to, we, you know, we'll figure out a way to defeat it. But I, yeah, wasn't... they didn't believe enough. We do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they end up getting separated again with Big Scary. Now he's the is spider he gigantic? it. gigantic? He's the big old spider it yes. now. But it looks 
it doesn't look like a big fucking regular spider like in the miniseries. It's his Pennywise head mm-hmm. on a big like arachnid crab. Yeah, looking. and he still has like the clown like legs, but they're just spider. Like, yeah, he still is in a costume. It's very I think cool. it's the best thing iteration of this yeah. that they could do. Uh, Richie and Eddie are split up, and they redo the doors, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure how I feel about. It's such a good gag from the first one when they see the three doors where it's not scary, scary, very scary. I guess it's fine that they redo it. I think it's just funny on a level of, like, because <laughs> the first time he's clearly trying to fuck with them, but doing it again is like, oh, no, he's ultra fucking with us. Like, is it all going to be the same? Like, yeah, is it going to be even Richie's trying yeah, they're to all piece just, it together. Yeah, yeah. I, so I thought that was kind of like, no, he's fucking with us. And they open the very scary ones, the legs. I, I guess the only reason that I had a little bit of an issue with it is because it comes so close after Stan's body comes out of the fridge, which is just like when, oh, when Pennywise, Pennywise came out, out of the fridge, fridge in the first one. Yeah. And so they did the fridge thing in this one. I was like, oh, they're redoing that. And then, like, just moments later, they're doing this again. I'm like, what is this, Force Awakens? Like, it's the same beats. (laughs) But it is funny here because when they go, it's like, he's fucking with us. He's not fucking with us. Let's do the not scary. And it's the little puppy that Richie had joked earlier, I hope, his true form's a cute little puppy, Pomeranian. And that's what it is. The little Pomeranian. And then he's like, what does he yell at it? He's like, you you bitch, I know your game or something like that. Yeah, just calls his dog a bitch. Calling a dog a bitch is hilarious. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he like sits for them. It does a little trick. It's very cute. It's so cute until it turns into like a nasty. Another thing looking thing. It is gross. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like the the last form of the thing that gets grenaded. (laughs) So that's their adventure. Ben and Bev have a great little thing. They run off and then are like thrown separately down these chasms that uh, formulate. And Ben lands on his back in the clubhouse, which begins to fill with dirt. Mm -hmm. And Bev lands in the bathroom stall from the first one where we saw her getting teased. And that begins to fill with blood. And so they're both in these enclosed places that are uh, filling up and threatening to suffocate them. And uh, it's not until they can hear each other. And Ben starts saying the poem. Yeah. Yeah. And then she realizes that he wrote it. And then she opens the door of the stall and is able to like grab him and save him. Yeah. It's a really cool shot of just like the space happening. Cause it's like, she sideways kicks open the door and then it's now she's reaching down into the clubhouse to save him. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. It's nice. Mm -hmm. And they don't kiss there because it's gross and they're covered in blood Mm -hmm. and they got to get back to help their friends. Uh, Bill's, solo adventure is oh him i loved this getting uh he winds up underwater and he like can't break under it's it's like he's under it's ice, like ice yeah. very scary when he finally comes up he's in his flooded basement from yeah. that scene in the first one and uh it's creepy eddie or uh creepy georgie mm-hmm. and it's basically it's you know it's another iteration of uh you know it's your fault that i die but this time it's the extra reveal that he he kind of prods him into admitting that he could have gone out to play with Georgie, but he was faking sick because he didn't want to go out and play that day. Yeah, he just didn't want to, so and he that said he was sick. compounds the guilt that Bill has felt this whole time because he lied to his little brother, and he's been carrying that with him th- this whole time, thinking like he lied and it was his fault that his brother died. You lied, you and lied, I died. And died. Yeah. yeah, guilt over Georgie and all that stuff is like my favorite parts of that story because that to me is like what the story's about Mm -hmm. um but he then he 
runs into his past self like it's bill well he's there in between that yeah it's it's oh that's Georgie right it's yelling it's, at young bill right. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah creepy georgie he drowns creepy georgie yeah which is kind of symbolic of like letting that go and admit like realizing that it's not his fault yeah and then he turns to his younger self and is like this wasn't your fault like you don't need to feel bad because you didn't want to go out and play like that doesn't make you a bad brother yeah that line of like what it's your fault because you just didn't want to go out and play in the rain one day like it's not your fault yeah i i loved this scene a lot it's very good he fucking shoots his past self in the head (laughs) yeah just like his younger self did to the fake georgie in the sewer in the first one yeah yep uh yeah so i really i liked all that a lot it was very good very good thematic stuff here mm-hmm. i guess richie and eddie's is more of like a funny bit mm-hmm. but it's nice that they're together because it's uh they're about to not be because yeah. after this and this was a this was one thing where i was like oh mike doesn't get anything to do he's just mm-hmm. hanging out hiding from pennywise clown they all regroup and he's just there yeah um the Pennywise. <laughs> oh i think pennywise goes to attack one of them and richie hits him with the rock and he starts throwing rocks at him like a rock fight. And then Pennywise turns his deadlights on and Richie like. He just, oh, <laughs> yeah. just snaps. And, and, I don't know. It was so Yeah. Funny. And they're like, I don't know. Bill Hader just rolled his eyes up or what. And then it's like a longer shot. And his legs are like really like just collapsed oh, in on themselves. It looks like a Venture Brothers. Like when, <laughs> yeah, like okay. when the uh, Grand Inquisitor is talking, he's like, oh, he's hurting, hurting me and my Jonesies or whatever he says. <laughs> It's uh yeah his legs are doing some funny shit yeah and uh Pennywise begins to raise him up with his deadlights and that's when Eddie comes to the rescue with his monster killing spear yeah he spears Pennywise like right in the mouth yeah it's cool it's real cool I love the I don't know what the because like, if it was CGI it looked amazing just like him stumbling around with the rod sticking out of his mouth mm-hmm. I thought it looked so good. Cause the mouth is kind of like flopping or it, it just something about it to me looked so creepy and good. But then he fucking was he like swipe at him with one of his it lobster comes claws? out through his uh, chest. It's the standard like Richie is sta- or uh, Eddie is standing there. He's like, I got him. Yeah. I got him. I got him, Richie. And then stabbed through the back out the front. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You hate to see it. You hate to <laughs> see it. Um, and this is when, so they all basically, and I'm going to speed it up a tiny bit because sure. we're going on two hours. Yeah. Uh, it's a long movie. <laughs> it's a very long movie. Uh, they all like, except for Eddie, they all stand in a circle and they like basically realize that if they taunt Pennywise, it'll just, it, it loses his. If they tell him he's not scary. Yeah. They're like, you're just a dumb clown. You're just an old lady. Yeah. Like, you're nothing. You're nothing. They're, both times I saw it, I'm not sure. Does Richie call him a butt-fucking clown? They're yeah. all calling him a clown, but there's one time Does he? we're like, that's weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like coming from Richie. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's what he says, but the second time I was listening for it, and after he said the line, I was like, I still think he kind of said butt-fucking-clown, huh. which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, he like starts to shrink mm-hmm. out of fear. He like and... deflates. And he looks... I'm the eater of worlds. Yeah. I'm the eater of worlds. That's what he says in the book, man. That's yeah. what he ex- It explains what he... And that's during the ritual of Jude. Is and... that when the turtle comes into play in the book? Yeah. Okay. So here's what's going on in the book. <laughs> they do that. So it's it's Richie and Bill are like in the macroverse. They basically are transported to like the macroverse, which is just like this like negative space. It's hard to explain because it's really weird. Um, and they are talking to essentially the deadlights. It's just this inconceivable form of Pennywise that like we can't fathom, which is why they had to change it for the movie because <laughs> how can you film something like that? But then that's when it is like, yeah, I'm the eater of worlds. I've been here forever and you're nothing to me. And I, I thrive off fear because it tastes good. And then that's when they see this turtle, <laughs> this giant turtles floating around. And Bill recognizes this as this like force that he has kind of been sensing the whole story because he's like, they're always saying stuff about the turtle and there's turtles all over that first movie too. They hint at it. Mm-hmm. I guess the turtle is the being that created the universe and it created life or it created the universe on accident. Cause it got a stomach ache and threw up and it oh, just okay. acts. It just was like, oops, I created a universe. And I guess it, who is basically the turtles counterpart. It's like good v evil or not good v evil. It's more like, um, dark versus light. Yeah, I'd say so. Cause mm-hmm. the turtle's pretty passive. He's not like trying to really do anything good. He's just kind of hanging out, but it like resents the turtle for creating life and producing, <laughs> you know, making things, because it just thrives on emptiness and darkness and nothingness. And, yep. All right. And then they realize that then the turtle's like, I can't really do much. I'm a turtle. But there is this other force that's kind of helping you out. And then that force is basically God. And God is the one who, like, helps <laughs> I'm trying to remember it as best as I can. Oh, wow. All it is. Right. This is some like weird world building Stephen King shit where like that universe with like the turtle and shit is like we're talking Dark Tower and yeah. like, it, it just is all like this Stephen Sounds King like universe. Um, yep. Cool. And that's why they had to change it for the <laughs> movie. Yeah. And we just get like visual references to turtles in yeah. the movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here they just bully it. Yeah, they just bully it <laughs> into to submission, death. and it becomes an adorable little baby Pennywise it's so with a flat little face yeah. that's like deflated. Then they reach in and grab its heart, which that does um, happen. Mm-hmm. Bill grabs Pennywise's heart. That's part of the book, at and least. they all crush it together. Yeah. yeah, yep. And that's the end of Pennywise. But then the whole place is. Yeah, and, realize, and, and Richie runs back to Eddie and is like, we did it. We did and, it. And, he's, and dead. Eddie's dead. And he's Man. like, we can, no, we can get him out of here. God, he just needs, and it's fucking, ugh, They just have to be like, heartbreaking. No, it's, it's the beginning of the tears. It's the beginning of, yeah, like, just and crying then, yeah, for they, the whole rest of the movie. They get out of there. The house implodes. I always love seeing the houses right next to Nebel because I'm like, what are their lives? What are they right. thinking? Yeah. It's funny because the book, all of Derry collapses oh, fuck. the whole thing wow because dairy is so intrinsically tied to pennywise that oh, when pennywise shit. dies like the whole town just goes do they just get out of there in time like do they escape city limits or something yeah i think it's yeah wow okay 
Uh, they go and wash themselves off in the, the rock quarry mm-hmm. where they swam in the first one. And this is more tears because they're swimming there. And I think Ben is like, they're all like sad. You know, Stan would have hated this. And then they start like yeah, talking Eddie. about, or I'm sorry, Eddie would have hated this. And they all start joking about like how germaphobic Eddie was. And like, he was a great guy, right? Right, Richie? And Richie is Richie, not who's usually around. gonna crack a joke or who would be the character cracking a joke is like so- like just sitting there He's sobbing. Just sobbing. Oh, it's you so can't even like make make it. It's heartbreaking. Better. And then they all huddle around him and hug him like they do for Bill in that first movie. And this to me is like we talk about the turtle and stuff and all these representations of the turtle. I'm like, is the turtle going to be in this movie? And to me, I don't know. It almost looks like they're making like a turtle kind of shape over him because they're giving him a protective shell. And that's kind of what the turtle is, I think. The turtle is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) I said that after the movie and then you said that and it just like, (laughs) well, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) I thought it was a sweet idea. (laughs) Was the friends we made along the way, yeah. Uh, ben and Bev kiss underwater. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Um, they, I think they, they head home. They see a reflection of their younger selves oh, in the mirror yeah. with Eddie and uh, Stan yeah. with them. And basically the whole, like, then it's kind of fast forward, right? Mm-hmm. And Bill gets a letter that had been, it was like Stan wrote it before he died and was I think it was like a delayed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think his wife was like, "Oh, I got instructions to not give these yeah. to you guys until yeah." Because it's like if you're reading this, you succeeded. Right. Good work. Yeah. Uh, Mike gets to leave Derry finally, and mm-hmm. then there's just a montage of like, yeah, Ben and Bev are together on a boat on with a, a dog. Boat with a dog. Best life. Yeah. Those two hot ass people. Yeah. Christ Almighty. I know. <laughs> yeah. They did it. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, man, you see. They're reading, he's like reading Stan's letter. Oh, and by the way, when we cut to the, like, this, like, future, um, Bill is, like, writing a book, presumably, oh, yeah. and the stuff he's typing on the screen is, like, my favorite passage from it. Mm-hmm. And that, and I was like, oh, man, if I'm, I, like, was already really feeling stuff. And then I saw that passage, which I think is, like, some of the most beautiful writing in that book, let alone, I mean, like, Stephen King, anything. It's so good. Um, yeah, during Stan's letter where it mentions like something about being who you are, it's a shot of Richie. And we had earlier seen, I think, young Richie carving he car- something. R plus, R and then plus, we don't then see what you it don't is. See, and, and then it's the reveal where he's recarving it. It's R he's plus car- E. He's recarving the E. And, oh, oh, God, oh, oh so man. Much. I know. It's so sweet. And oh, then it's like man. the end of that letter is all the kids reading part of it. Mm-hmm. As they ride their bikes. That's, that's the that's the thing, man. That's the thing is like for all the problems we brought up with like weird shit, like plot and just issues we have with pacing or whatever. Like then it hits the emotions so hard that like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> after that, after those last like ten minutes, I don't give a fuck what they got wrong before because holy oh, shit, it's so sweet. And oh good. man. Yeah. So yeah. That's that movie. That is hit chapter two, which we talked for nearly two hours about. Oh man. Uh, have fun editing this, my love. I yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the movie? Did you like it as much as us? More? About the same? Let us know if we missed anything. I'm sure we did since we're working off of memory, but mm-hmm. I think seeing it a second time helped a lot for mm-hmm. my plot I regurgitation. 
I would see it again, man. That's the thing. I would fucking see it again. It's an easy watch. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. the stuff that you feel like is a little off, it's an easy watch of a movie. It's funny as fuck. Yeah. They're I guess so once you funny. get past the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just gotta get past that fucking opening scene. And uh, it, then you get lots of laughs. Yeah. And some fun spooks. And uh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a bonus episode. Yeah, this is a bonus episode. So you're fucking welcome that <laughs> we took the time to do this. But <laughs> let, uh, we can't always see the new movies when they come out. We're sorry that we missed so many scary stories. Midsummer, we never got to do a podcast on I, that. I do at some point. We will do we a We will when that review. comes out. It's, it's going to have to be when it comes out, yeah. But uh, this was one that we could not miss. Potential to be the biggest horror movie ever, mm -hmm. uh, box office-wise. So hopefully it... it as successful as its first one because it's good stuff. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Careback, C-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram and if you want merch, DeadMeatStore.com. Yep. Uh, one more, you know, uh, potential conflict of interest thing. We did get a lot of cool shit from Warner Brothers <laughs> and they ferried us around LA and gave us cool things and had us meet the cast. So thank you, Warner Brothers, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we were honest in our appraisal of the movie, but thank you, Warner Brothers, for all the cool shit. Yeah. Uh, until next time, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast.